0: Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is a strange love. We'll start reading in First John chapter 3, verse 1. But first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir with What a Mighty God We Serve. Message I want to give this a strange love in first John three one. Behold, what man of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. First John three one. Love is most strange. We're told that God is loving that if we dwell in love, we dwell in God. We're told to love our brethren and not the world. That because of love, God laid down his life and that perfect love cast out our fear. This strongest love of all is God's love. And that love casts out fear. And we don't need to not love God. We need to learn how to love. And there's a lot of, and we love a lot of people. I love a lot of people. Some of the way they live, I hate it, but I still love them, and I try to tell it. I don't know of any person I hate, but I won't tell them to go to hell, but I don't know if that bad. But uh, I know about strange love, number one. It is the greatest one of our Christian faith. There, there were seven ancient wonders of the world. And Dr. McComb had listed the seven most wonderful things God had made and calls them the seven wonders of all time. A, the universe itself, Psalms 19, the to heaven declared the glory of God. Man, you look around and know there's a God. I was witness to a man trying to, his mama gave me a piece of property in Junction City, Arkansas, where I built my first church. And I went to, she said, See, my son, he'll cut it out for you and give it to you. And I went to see him in his house one night. He was eating supper just started. He got up. He asked me to get out. He asked me what I wanted first. And I told him what I wanted. Uh, Your mama gave us a piece of property over here. He said, you're not going to get it. I'm not going to cut it out for you. We don't need no more churches here in Junction City. I said, evidently, you do. God sent me here. He said, we don't need that. It's a little town of 700 people. And he followed me to his door, asked me three times to get out of his house. And I did, and he's dead now. And when I got out of his house, I turned around, I said, sir, I said, look up in the sky, tell me what you see. He said, I see the moon, and what else, a bunch of stars. I said, you know who put them there? He said, God did. I said, well, let me tell you this. God put him there. God sent me to build a church. And you're not going to stop me. He said, I own 51% of the banking junks. He said, you won't get no money there. And he said, you don't get no piece of property around my mama's. I'm not going to give it to you. So you're going to, I'll see you starve to death dragging your suitcases behind you. And I'll tell you what. You won't Build no church here. I said, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not fighting me, brother. You're fighting God. You're supposed to be a Christian, and you're supposed to be a Baptist, and you're going to a Methodist church. So you don't show nothing to me, and I'll get the money and don't make no difference to me. And I could have got it here in Alexandria, Louisiana, because I had a business here in Tioga, 35 years selling cars for my daddy. He taught me how to sell cars run the business when he died I took it over i run running for my mother but I want to tell you this brother that man would walk across the street when he see me coming down Main Street in Junction City his cousin called me that night he told me he was going to run me out of town I wasn't getting a piece of property he said I understand my cousin told you he's going to run you out of town you ain't going to build a church I said yes sir so I said, but I'm going to keep trying. He said, I'll pick you up at 9 o'clock in the morning. i will show you. I've got 180 acres on the side of the highway up there. I'll give you an acre. You can start your church. And if it grows and builds and all, I'll save some more land. And I'll save that piece of property and be yours. And he done that. And I bought three acres from him. And suddenly so sold them to me, was, I think $700 an acre. And I done good. Built two big buildings there and I was there 14 years. Had a lot of people saved there. And I thank God for it. And so that's one of the things here that it's a university itself. Something I when I told a man to look up in the sky and see what he said, he told me, I said, you ain't fighting me, you're fighting God. By the way, I tried four banks, couldn't get no money. And I come out of the bank Junction city one Monday morning putting out Cherokee checks, checks, money in the bank. With a checking account, and God spoke to my heart inside that bank, and said, "Go in there and see the man. You'll get your money in five minutes." I said, "Lord, this, I came not to get no money. I keep borrowing." Mister, Watson of some told me I couldn't borrow. He only 51 seat. So I walked out of the bank. God got onto my heart again. He said, "I said, go back in there, and get the paperwork done. You'll have your money in five minutes." So I turned him. and said, okay, Lord, that's what you want. I went back in the argued with God first. I went back in there and I told the lady I wanted to see the, the bank manager. And he seen me come in he said, hey, bro Jackson, come on. He come out he said, come on back in my office. Maybe I can help you. I said, I need the boy 9,000. I want to build a building. We're crowded in it, 16 by 32 building, metal building. We run out of space. I got him run out the doors and I said, I need to build a building. He said, would well, that $9,000 be enough? I said, yes, sir, I think so. We're going to build it ourselves. He said, okay. He loaned me 14000 and I didn't take but eight, I think. I'd have it nine, what I'd asked for. And we built that building, churches. Brother Sharp brought a bunch of um, people from work down here in Alexandria and brought them up here and stayed all Saturday, Friday night. All they said, we were in the dark, and they brought them back up. And we put that thing in it, in, in the shade. I mean, we had a roof on it, all the on it. We just hadn't finished it. But I, mean, I want you to know that God gave me the money. And we built that church, we built another building later. God's so good to us, He's a second in man, Psalm 139, 14. I would fear thee, for. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So you'll fear God. And you need to realize that. You need to fear God, God loves you. And you need to fear Him if you sin. You need to confess and get out of it, or He's gonna whip you. See, the Jewish people, God alone could have led them. We led Moses, led them 40 years around the wilderness. And I just thank God for that. And God, this is a wonder phone time, the Bible, Psalm one nineteen one twenty nine, that testimony is wonderful. It has stood all efforts to destroy or discredit it. Thank God, for it. We got a Bible in our hand. It's King James Version. It's the Word of God, and you don't have to be ashamed of it. You can preach it anywhere and everywhere. And some of them like it, but won't worry about it. It's God's Word. He the plan of salvation, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have ever everlasting life. So God gave you everlasting life, showed you how to get saved, and wants you to get saved, and what need to get saved. The church, number F, is built upon the f- facts of Christ, the Lord, and in spite of persecution, abuse, and indifference, Survivors and moves forward. The church moves forward through eternity. And uh, well, we thank God for that. You can't stop the church. You burn it down, we'll build another one. And uh, shoot us, we'll have somebody else take our place. God's going to see that the church keeps on going. And, uh, and uh, He loves the church. And He died for you and I. Well, building's not the church. That's where the people go to worship in the house of God. But the church is the people that are saved. And that's, G, the Millennium Kingdom, that Christ will establish the greatest wonder that God loves sinners, Romans 5, eight. God loves sinners. God commanded his love towards us. Now, we, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us gave his life for us, and he resurrected. Thank God he resurrected that third day. And he's coming back to get us, and we're looking for him. Right now, we're looking for him. It could happen any time, any second, any minute. When God comes back, God's love brings us to a greater relationship of time. He must be born again, thus making us God's children. Brother, we belong to God when we get saved. And he's gonna whoop us when we mess up and sin. You will knock us whoop us and get us out of it hey the second thing that God comes when we believe in that that comes when we believe in Christ John one twelve. God God's love brings us into a greater relationship of time you must be born again thus making us God's children that comes when we believe in Christ we We belong to Jesus John 1 12 be in new birth we become children of god we've been burned and born again and born again in christ and we're gonna look alike when we get to heaven but we have a different body we have one like jesus to see as children we are love chasing scourged. the book of hebrews i ain't gonna read that but none of it as children we are loved scourged and scourged chasing when God loves us, D, as children, we are heirs of God, Romans 8, 16, 17, and then we are God's children, heirs of God, and then E, heaven is our home, Revelation, boy, I love Revelation, book of Revelation, I love to read Revelation, read it and study it, I took it in our church, I studied it the whole year one time, on Sunday morning, I said, man, tell you what, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, i done a lot of hard studying, because I want to get it right. Third thing God loves, He will us from the world. Therefore, the world knows us not, because it knew him not. And, and what the world but the world at all, we're alienated from the world. and for the world no it does not cause it, do him not. The world don't love us, and we don't love it. The fourth thing, this love should dominate and transform our lives. A, hey, we should give God first place. God wants first place in your life. If you give him first place I guarantee he'll help you. And Him bless you. Be. We should have an inner transformation pictured so beautifully in Him. The, the love of God. We all love God as much as He loves us. We can't. We don't. But we should. And every time I mess up, I ask God to forgive me for it. That's what we're supposed to do. And He forgives me. I thank God of it. He heard me. I had a fellow was coming out of church, got saved, I'm baptized older man. And his wife was born and raised Catholic like I was. I couldn't get her to see that Catholicism was bad. I had an opportunity to go preach in Mexico one time for a week, and I didn't even supposed to preach. But that preacher found out I come out of Catholicism and an evangelist that I went with in my car, he wanted to preach because he was a big shot evangelist. preached the big crowd all the time. And I just, I, that preacher found out he let me preach the first night. And that little preacher got a little upset, that evangelist. And he let me preach the second night. He really got upset the second night and the third night. Of pre- and what we was doing, showing the burning hell and then preaching. I was about exhausted but preaching. He'd have to slow me down and let him tell what I said. I was preaching so hard and so fast. And so the third night, I, he sent after me. Outside, I was watching some young Christian men trying to cast the devil out of a little girl on the back end of a pickup truck. I never seen nothing like that, so i just watching it. They sent after me after they showed the film on hell. And I said, get this preacher here to preach, you know, to preach that. I sent him in and they sent him back out. He said, they don't want me, they want you. I said, okay. I tried to get you in there, brother. Don't get mad at me. But he was upset because he was a big shot evangelist and he's a young man. And he was supposed to preach. He's preached to crowds bigger than I did. But that preacher wanted me to preach. And they had about three hundred that night in a flat top building, one light coming through the top with a plug in on what would showed the film. And people were sitting on the ground. It had no chairs, nothing, no pews, and no nothing. Come to hear the word of God. I preached my heart out. I was sweating so bad. I couldn't hardly talk. And that preacher said, "Why'd you stop, boy? Man, I can't go no more. I'm sorry." He said, "Man, they're eating it up. Man, I love it." And when he got through, he said, you know how I many people got saved? I said, no, it's no. So 110. Come to Jesus Christ. How hey, do you know that? He said, I had some people working the crowd. Got their names down, their telephone numbers down, where they live, their addresses. Won't we'll get them built build a church. I don't know whatever happened to them. Uh, but, uh, I gave my heart to the people over there in Mexico, trying to win them to the Christ as many as I could. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. I want to let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming
1: yourself.